Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The day when nothing happened. That's so not true. It's true to a certain extent, but there are many different ways to look at every day in life um, through many different filters and lenses. Um, and on a day like today, it's hard to know where to start because on the one hand, the race didn't do much until we, the end. But I think we also have to take into account the Tour de France was never supposed to... We weren't supposed to watch all of a stage like this, a very flat sprint stage. I don't think it's only since we've got kind of such comprehensive viewing, which is great. Well, we weren't supposed to see. I mean, what, how far back do you want to go? We weren't supposed to Couple see of any hours. of it. Well, yeah, true. In the 1903, old days, it wasn't like, oh, when should we start coverage? Although, interestingly, in 1923, <laughs> to bring it back to that yeah, subject, yeah, the coverage, so to speak, only started at eight o'clock in the morning. Because prior to that, they'd been racing for uh, six hours already. There wasn't really enough light for the, for the cameras. Um, huh. Yeah, so so that's that's a consideration anyway. Yeah, yeah. But today began with a, a lot of sports, basically. Pete, you went out for a run with Cadell Evans. Um, well, he's disappeared. He's he? just disappeared. He just walked away. Oh, by the way, I should explain we're not in the car. No, we're not. Oh, yeah. No, we're not in the car because um, stressy, my fault. Stressy evening, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it's well, yeah, a little David bit David's fault. Off a chain of events. Actually. It's like a butterfly effect. It was a butterfly effect, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I don't know because I don't know what happened afterwards. No. Yeah. I made, I, but I rate what David did because I was really jealous. Yeah, yeah. So David effectively, as soon as his commentary was done at around about six o'clock in the evening, he just um, changed lightning fashion into some lycra. Yeah. Um, at the the motor circuit called Nagaro. Nagaro. Um, and uh, jumped on jumped on a proper road bike and not a silly clown's bike, no. uh, folding clown's bike, and actually rode eighty kilometres. So tell us about your ride. Um, it was a lovely ride. I plotted it this morning from Nagaro to Po. 74 k's but i did three k's extra because i came halfway to the pizza restaurant to meet you and then oh yeah there's a lot back. of pizza confusion yeah um and it was a straight line from nagaro to po um on these tiny beautiful b roads oh, you know the sort of where you're just it. crossing big roads all the time yeah. and kind of dog-legging going back onto it like really old-fashioned one car with but the problem was it went straight line here which meant it just went over every single hill <laughs> I heard 10 climbs really yeah it was wasn't quite what i expected it was actually really hard <laughs> well we have just got that's yeah. another story we have just eaten pizza in 30 seconds flat yeah. um, in order to stop and about i know i only yeah. took um like three quarters of a bottle filled with water no oh. food oh and my word. i know did you have any thirsty stops like we always do well on, on i got to nights? about an hour in and i realized i've got to do something about this yeah. and it was like the middle of nowhere yeah and I was looking for people outside their houses just to stop and ask them. Oh, just begging? Begging. I was going to beg. But there's just <laughs> nobody, like nothing. That on the way back in the car, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Cadell, Brother Cadell. Brother Cadell. Hey, hey, oh. good, good evening. <laughs> Where have you been? 
We started uh, the pod about four yeah, minutes ago. I know. You just I, I heard te- technical issue. I had um, pizza oil all over my hands because we're having dinner, oh. and oh. I had to wash it off before touching this microphone. Okay, that's just very okay. considerate of you. Thanks yeah, very much. Definitely yeah. wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, so eventually, <laughs> uh, went through think tiny. I brush your teeth, did you? As well. Another technical issue. Let's not go into the details. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Begging yeah. for water is far more um, interesting. Begging for water, climbing. Uh, climbing and eventually about two an hour and 45 in I saw a building site with a tap <laughs> so I just went and filled it up and drank like three bottles from the tap yeah and then filled and I felt so much better afterwards what do you mean a building site with a tap there was just a building site and they kind of it was a house that always was almost finished and it had kind of a thick they connected tap. the water. They connected the water but no one's paid for that because if they yeah but I figured it was from the main so it was safe yeah so I didn't care by that it's point It's on the anyway. contract of the builder, but they hadn't built yeah, the fence because yeah. you sort of do that me. with the landscaping. So fortunately, he got access to the tap and get water. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was cost him a fortune. Building a house, building a house yeah. at the moment. Um, oh, and that was it, really. Building a house. And then um, I just suffered into Poe. And I had a panic attack about 10Ks out when I send you... Hey, David. Poe, no. Poe, no. No Poe? Oh, no. Po, oh, Poe, no. Poe, no. Oh, no. Poe, no. I thought, why is that funny? It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I sent you a live location about 10Ks out. Yeah, we were too hectic to even look no, at that. So, so I, then, I then had a, like a, one of those panic attacks where, imagine if you guys looked at it and said, where are you? You've gone like in the wrong direction. Yeah. And I'd be 70Ks and I'd gone north of, of Nogaro. So you were second guessing. I was everything. second guessing completely. And I actually oh, stopped because I was pretty tired and a little bit delirious and checked Google Maps. And it was like the, it was a crushing wave of relief when I realized I was only 6Ks oh. from Poe because I did genuinely think, oh, because I'm useless at this. Off. I kind of do it all the time. And I hadn't looked at anything. I just plotted it this morning. I hadn't really checked since. <laughs> oh, so you committed to the Garmin. I just committed to the yeah. Garmin. Didn't look at anything. Yeah. Hadn't, obviously hadn't seen a Tour de France vehicle the whole way. I hadn't seen any vehicles still on these tiny roads. And I suddenly thought, imagine I'd have to call somebody, one of you guys up to drive 160 Ks to pick me up. We had a brief moment back at the um, Zone Technique, but after you'd set off, but before we set off considerably uh, a lot later, when I thought, oh no, has he taken the car keys? That would have been potentially, because oh. you've done a lot of the driving. And yeah, I thought, yeah. oh no, David must have had the car. And then I remember Pete drove us. Yeah. Quite fast. Quite fast, actually. Quite fast. Yeah, I was yes, quite Pete. sick afterwards. He yeah. was a much nah. faster driver than he was to Good driver, put the Pete. keys in Good. his bag before going to the car, because he had to go back to the zone technique to get the car keys. Whoa. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Shots fired there a little bit from Ah, uh, Yeah, yeah. We had that little condescending remark this morning. I guess that's playing on my unconscious. Sorry, Brother Pete, I take right. that back. That's all, right. all right, guys. This is where we can yeah. resolve these issues. What was the? <laughs> just go over it. What was the? What was the slightly condescending remark that, that uh, Brother Pete threw in your direction? It's slid off my back now because I've had retaliation, and it's um, it's all good now. Banter closed. See, Brother Banter. Okay. Very brother good. Banter. Tell us about the run, boys. Well, I uh, tell you what. Should we come to that? Yeah. The other oh. elements. Well, should we talk about what happened in the bike race? Oh, let's do that. Yeah. Nothing happened in the bike race. Oh. No, apart from the incredibly safe motor racing circuit, which I said in commentary. Yeah. I said, oh, well, this looks really safe. Yeah. This, this, I kind of think, is going to be totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> we should have we coordinated on this because we were talking it the other way, weren't we? Yeah. Well, thanks, Which guys. is kind of reassuring when Tom Steele said, yeah, you go easy on the stage. And and um, <clears throat> everyone's fresh and ready for the final. So they, people who shouldn't be there are there. And they cause crashes. And mm. thank you, yeah. Tom, for confirming because... Tom Steele knows much more about bunch finishes than I do. In and me honesty. as well, clearly. And me. And Pete. Yeah. And and about 99% well, of the people we, at this race. We had to leave quite early, Pete, didn't we? Because um, your friend Mark Cavendish had asked for a little bit of intel. 
Yeah, just doing, well, not intentionally, but I did it yeah. yesterday in case you needed it and then did it again today. Yeah, just last filming a little 3K. bit of the, the, the last 3K, yeah. yeah. And he found it useful yesterday, yeah. so you had to do it again today. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's pretty that, amazing. The motor racing circuit, if yeah. I may interject, far less of importance than the importance of 35 stage wins at the Tour de France. 34? Oh, what do you mean? No, 34, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean, the 35th, yeah. Like, yeah. But a motor racing circuit, in my experience, has always been, as a bike racer I speak about, kind of really boring to race on because motor racing circuits are designed for vehicles that travel at like 150 kilometers an hour. So when you get there at 40 or 50, the curves are very long and they feel very slow. But this one was very, very tight and narrow. But also, after doing the UAE tour a few times, I had the sense it was going to be really dangerous because it's really hard to understand how to take the corner because you've got no concept uh, yeah. of the apex because it's it's mm. it's not a road and it's, it's so not a road. it's not a road and it doesn't it, conform to the you usual. don't race on it every yeah. day it's it's so much faster the way you enter the corner it's designed for a car going 200 plus k an hour yeah and you just lose sense of the apex and how you take it when you lean the bike it's because it's almost many like cars that could do 200 k plus an hour on that circuit well, the lap record on that circuit, David and I discovered, yes. after a brief correspondence with our good friend, and probably not podcast listener, but no. um, our good friend Richard Williams, one of the doyens of motorsport journalism and everything yeah. else in the world. Everything. Um, he informed us that the lap record was set by... Alex Zanardi. Alex Zanardi, back in the day. In 1991, in the Formula right. 3000. Yeah. Back in the day. That's pretty long. So, I mean, yeah. I guess they haven't had those cars on there since, but yeah, yeah that's, what, 32 years? Yeah. That's pretty impressive to have a record there. Well, yeah, I mean, Alex Zanardi, who, who had that terrible accident, uh, lost his legs in the accident. I think the car was just basically it was piloting was almost mm. cut in two, wasn't it? And his legs were what you know Oof. taken off in that yeah. in that sense, and uh, and uh, and then completely reinvented himself as a, one of the best greatest Paralympians there's ever been, Alex Zanardi in hand cycling. And I was um, I, I was fortunate enough to be working for Channel 4 in the UK uh, covering the Paralympic Games and the road racing program at Brands Hatch. And there was a lot of attention paid to Alex Zanardi because he, you know, he's Alex Zanardi. He did have this former career that was something completely different. And so I'd spent a bit of time in his company before his first race. He entered multiple different um, events. But I remember the first, I can't remember which event it was, but the first time he actually raced for a, for a gold medal and won it handsomely, just destroyed the opposition and my God, that's a that's a hard motor motor racing circuit, Brands mm. Hatch. They were racing on, ironically Oof. enough, um, and with some real climbs in it. And then the hands, you know, hand cycling mm. up climbs is unimaginably hard. But he smashed it. And I remember him coasting over the finishing line into this gold medal position, coming to a screeching halt in front of our Channel Four position, and offering himself up instantly for a live interview. And I said to him, Alex, um, that that's it. You know, your your mission is complete. Congratulations. And he said, and he just looked at me with tears in his eyes and said, genuinely, it was the most startling interview I've ever had from a winner. He was crying and he said, um, now what on earth do I do? Huh. That was his first reaction. What on earth do I do now? Because the mission to win a gold medal in this new sport for him, you know, in his post-amputation life had become so all-encompassing that in the moment of accomplishment, it was taken away from him. Does that make sense? Completely. And he had the and he had the extraordinary kind of rawness and articulacy to actually make that point there and then, and overwhelmed him. I was, it's one of the most extraordinary in live interviews I've ever, huh. you know, I've ever been fortunate enough to do. So yeah, I've got, I've got 
huge amount of time for Alex and Ali. So, and of course, he suffered that terrible training accident. Yeah, just a few years ago. So, um, yeah, what a life! What a life! Mm. Yeah. Anyway, no, I mean, it's not true that nothing happens, but I've never seen. I don't think a race where they they do roll through kilometer zero and nobody even makes a, the feint of an attack no. or kind of like even is positioned to try and ride off the front no. and you know it's just modern cycle it is yeah. ups and downs i saw um just actually just before we started the pod because <clears throat> obviously the riders share their data and uh tom pigcock's yeah. heart rate went down Seen to that. 47 during Average the stage of 99. yeah <laughs> <laughs> is that super low that's very low. I'd probably say my heart rate was higher throughout the day than his. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 47 lowest house rate, heart rate in a state of the Tour de France in the 2020s. Mm. Uh, that's something I never thought would happen. No. Yeah. It does mean it's going to go berserker tomorrow. Yep. Well, everyone's yeah, going to want to be in that break. 5K to go. It went berserk today and that will continue Did. until yeah. at least... How come? Maybe to Paris. How come all the sprinters' trains that were totally in control of you know everything up until about five k? How come they all just went all over the place? What what happened to disrupt all of that? I don't know. I think maybe the motor racing circuit was just so wide and fast because they came into the motor racing circuit and it was just completely strung out. It wasn't wide. It wasn't wide. There was a wide well, section. section. It was wide section. They came through that final, little two k to go that, that little pinch point <clears> and then it exploded. Where Jakobsen crashed, it was wide. And there, where Jakobsen yeah. crashed. Yeah. Compared to Laguna Seca, it was quite narrow. If I yeah. may give my well, opinion. To, to a normal road, I think it's wide. Yeah. Mm. It's to a normal European road, it's yeah. wide. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know it's the Tour de France. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't understand because global it, in my perspective. in theory, the, all the sprinter teams should have still been in a good state. They hadn't had to do much work before. I think it was just perhaps like Tom Steele said, there were so many fresh riders they couldn't make the difference because everybody was strong enough to be up there, and so including riders who maybe shouldn't have been there. Exactly, and I think it was just became a free for all. I hate I hate to keep going on about the UAE tour, but it's the only resemblance I can think of. Yeah, exactly the same this year. Because mm. I was there commentating on it. it. It was. Oh, did it finish on the motor circuit again? No, but oh, the, the no. roads are wide, yeah, big oh, corners. Right, yeah. oh, you see, and yeah, it, yeah. the racing was very slow up until 15k to go. Yeah. But I think because the speed is so high, it only allows you to do a certain amount of time on the front because the power is that high. Mm. It's so different to when it's a tiny bit low and you can stay on the front and mm. maybe do, except for Matty Morich, by the way, it did an absolutely incredible turn Didn't leading onto the motor circuit. Yeah. That was the turn of that, the day. That was unbelievable. Like, yeah. Oh, not unbelievable. It was, it can was I just epic. introduce MVP, most valuable player? Or yeah, no, yeah. I think can can I just introduce a new award to the podcast? Yeah, he got it today. Like most valuable teammate today was his that single turn. Yeah, and actually that's a fair point. He really strung it out, didn't he, Matty Morich? And no one, could, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. where we, that's, that's where we one point two kilometer turn or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At that speed. But yeah, apart from that, it just le- does just you just burn through teammates. You mm. talked about it quite a bit. In yeah. the past, when mm. speeds that high in commentary, peeling off, yeah. Um, and then there was so much focus on the entry to the circuit that that's what a lot of teams were really trying to do and achieve. Mm. Um, that it just it was chaos as soon as it got onto the circuit because everyone was just gone through all the domestics. And, and then there was just a series of bizarre crashes, weren't there? But you couldn't really see what what had caused any of them because it was all happening slightly behind the front yeah. camera. And they were very isolated. It wasn't like the big stack. It wasn't like mm. someone goes down, 20, 20 guys come down after him. It was just like you, poof, down. It was like squid games. Yeah, it, it was like, it was like <laughs> you're out. Yeah. Like that, just a little thunderbolt. So one or two, bang, and then like 200 meters on, another rider just goes down. Mm. Well, and, and Astana bike 
comes tumbling out of the pack in the back no, of the shop. You call that very well. You America. called it brilliant. You called that very well. Yeah. There is a stunner bike. It's not Mark Cavendish. Mm, yeah. We haven't seen the rider because we only saw a no. bike. And, uh, but again with the speed. Turned out to be Luis Leon Sanchez. Matteo Moritz was on the front. No crashes. As soon as his turn was done, it was literally bam. Yeah. As soon as that moment happens where it slows up slightly and everyone starts to move, mm. then uh, Jakobsen went down straight away. Yep. Yeah. Round the corner. No one corners at eight abreast on normal roads. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. Like the whole peloton went into that left hand turn, yeah. like almost four or five. You know in. who did a like blinder was Jonas Vingegaard. Yeah. Was oh, it, yeah. He yeah. was like second onto the that? circuit, then he was second into second. the final corner. Yeah. Was he making up for what he didn't do the other day? No. I don't think he wasn't going to help Van Aert. That no, was all about him. Safe. Yeah. yeah. But he was like, but made it look easy. He was just staying safe. Yeah. 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 He was right up there in the thick of it. Wasn't well, it? And about Van Aert, he's just not doing what he's. Yeah, and Jonas finished, I think, place behind Pog in the finish. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was always the front. It was safe as houses the whole time. Van Aert had a funny one today, because at one point I thought Laporte had... He was so far back. I thought that Laporte had been looking around and go, right, okay, I've got a sprint now. And then all of a sudden Van Aert somehow made his way back into contention, but not in the right place. Nothing like in the right place. But, you know... You can't talk about Wat Van Aert really without talking about Mathieu Van der Poel and, and talk about MVP. Cadell, yeah. Van der Poel. Mm. Well, it's kind of like, um, well, it sort of upset the um, hierarchy of sprint leadouts, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, we're going to wait, we're going to wait. Oh, Van der Poel train just goes by with a swarm of riders behind him and uh, we're all yeah. boxed in. I, I get it. It's like, I think it's great. He's a great lead-up man, but... Mm. It's just like you're Matthew Van Der Poel. It's not what you're supposed to be doing for wow. me. Yeah. Is it really? Well, there's more that you should be doing than well, that. Well, there's loads more. Yeah. Well, you might Based on what he's yeah. achieved through his career. It's like we, uh, he's doing, like the lead up he's doing is different to other lead ups we've seen because they arrive late, they catch other sprinters off guard. Yeah. Like when he came round today on the left, Cav, Caleb, you and straight away we're on the back foot. But it's like, we know he can do that. Don't we? But he knows that Philipson's faster than him and they're on the same team. No, but I'm just talking in terms of praise as a yeah, okay, like yeah. like if we flip it around and say Wout van Aert was leading someone out, we'd be like, Well yeah. Like yeah. you can literally win sprints in the Tour de France yourself. Mm. Great lead out, but he's way better than leading someone out. And I think that's why I'm yeah. if it was someone if it was a, a rider with less results than Matthew Vanderpool. Mm. I'd be like, Wow, that was an unbelievable lead out, which it is. It is unbelievable but for Van der Poel, it's like, do you not just feel like he should be doing more than leading someone out? Complete, I completely see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree with Pete on that. It's like, <clears throat> yeah, what you could potentially be doing at this tour and yeah. you've resigned yourself to that. No yeah. disrespect to any great lead yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit out, odd, isn't it? That when you sort of consider like stage two and the stage into San Sebastian, this makes the point, doesn't it? When you think about the composition and the, and the riders who were in that group who came to the line with Victor Lafay and da 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 da, why wasn't he there? Yeah, because I mean, riders like Alberto Betiol were there. You talked about that, you know. If mm. Betiol's there, Van der Poel's there, surely, you know, on like the uh, Escabel. Like, yeah. this guy could go for the KOM jersey. Well, nearly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but Phillips and, and Van der Poel, but he's he's a completely different lead up man from any of the other leader. He does it yeah. totally differently, and it's all a bit kind of like when Van der Poel leads out. It's like rescuing a a, a situation almost, isn't it? And it certainly was today. Oh, that was it's like disarray, disarray, disarray. Bam. But this is their get out of jail card. It's yeah. Van der Poel and that acceleration up the center of the track, unmatchable. And they ride together so well. Yeah, yeah. And Van der Poel. Like, um, like I haven't seen anything like it in terms of leadouts. Yeah, because you always need the guy in front of, say, Mercu, 
Yeah. He almost needs someone in front of him to deliver yeah. him and it's a progressive lead out where or, they can just all Mercu, of a sudden come out of nowhere. Or Mercury, he's so smart, he just uses all the other wheels yeah. and it's smooth, isn't it? Whereas this is just bang, he one can, yeah. great He can power, down, strength, yeah. talent. He can just and, punch his way out. Yeah. And if I can contradict you to what you say, but not to be contradictory, but like Caleb said, Vanderpool is incredible. Vanderpool is making a difference. Yes, but Philipson is climbing great. He's sprinting yeah. great. He's... You noticed that, didn't you? It's yeah, not. Yeah. It's that. That was Caleb Ewan's comments on it. Who second by half a wheel today? We are. Yeah. But if Caleb Ewan was on Vanderpol's wheel, he would, he would have won with four lengths. He would have won for sure. Yeah. Well, Considering he got that lengths. close, when you look yeah. at where they were in the last three hundred meters and where Vanderpol came from with Philipson on his wheel, and Caleb still got that close mm. to lunge for the line. Yeah. This is proper analysis, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like us. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry to be for, yeah, sorry, sorry to be so, so, sort of sorry interesting to be such analysis. But yeah, like, but did you see the lunge for the line? Did you uh, see how you know, f- close the noses were to the top tube? Did yeah. you see how far? Be- I'm sorry, I'm analysing yeah. the details here. No, but both of the lunges were yeah. full, as well. desperate. Yeah. Like, yeah. You who won the cannot- who won the lunge prize? No, I, no, they were they were wheel to wheel tire to tire tread pattern to tread pattern for the lunge Caleb and Philipson you you go if you have a look at them how far they were behind the saddle they they were they were the full desperate lunges yeah, it's for like millimeters like Pantani descending back in the day yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, no they were yeah they were, they were, they were the lunge for the line was really I I give it I if I may say being Australian my compatriot Caleb Ewan but he really gave it everything and cannot he can be satisfied he goes home and gave it absolutely everything Get close, but he's Getting very close yeah, now. From isn't he? third, to, but oh, for the yeah. same thing, Cav is improving. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, the, sorry to go into the detailed analysis, but the <laughs> lunge for the line, <laughs> the first and second, was very yeah. impressive. Um, like you can't do any more than that. Yeah. yeah. All right. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Cadell, what news have you bag? Uh, no news of my bag. I have a nice collection of shirts, though. That is a really oh, lovely shirt. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, bought another new shirt today. I've got another new shirt for tomorrow and the day after. I'd describe it as... Well, it's, it's, like, it's a very lightweight cotton. It's got a lovely hand to it. Almost a sheen, a silky sheen, perhaps. Mm. Um, it's caramel. It's a kind of... Um, it's Could you see the drop of a salad dressing I got on the on the TV today? Or was that no, one no. as well? I was hoping people would think it was a microphone. Small uh, collar makes it casual. I love yes. I love yes. small colour. Yes. Yeah. And the trick yeah. with television, well, in the situation we are with travel, is you can't. You want to wear a nice shirt, but you can't iron it. Wait, yeah. actually, yeah. Ned and I discovered today the concierge service in the village. It wasn't the only service Don't I discovered me. today. What? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you, are you joking? Kid, yeah. you're not. There is a laundrette. Yeah. So it's new this year. It's new. So you know, fair play. We haven't no, realised it for the first yeah. four days. Well, we're busy working. Yeah, but there's a dry yeah, clean. There's a dry cleaning service or it, it cleaning can, service. A anyway, clean, cleaning, cleaning, pressing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we went in and, and you know I asked the chap there behind and said, um, 
what is it, 24 hours? What do you know? Is it, it, are you here to service just one team or is it for everyone? He goes, no, absolutely everyone. I said, what are, what are the options? Is it, do you bring it back in 24 hours? And he goes, he only handed me a leaflet with all the different price plans and the uh, different stages. And if you thing. put it in after the yeah. stage, it comes back two stages That's later right. in the morning, the next hand day. It, hand it in in La Rance and you'll get it back in Bordeaux and all that kind of thing. And Excuse yeah. me, but laundry in France? Yeah. yeah. And pick me up off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I did my laundry this morning. Yeah, that was random. I haven't done my laundry. I haven't yeah. done my laundry now, and I'm worried it's not going to be dry for yep. tomorrow because I lost my suitcase. You just keep buying new clothes. I'm going to do mine. Yeah, yeah. Put the keep shop stone open just before my socks will yeah. dry tomorrow, and I've only got two pairs of socks, and one of them is sweating on my feet right now. Yeah, I've got really sweaty. <laughs> and the other pair are right. apart from sweaty. Feels so dirty. What else did you discover? What services in the zone technique? Yeah, I discovered that I've been doing this race for 20 years, 21 years. And I never knew that the zone technique, which is big, you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a big area and thousands of, thousands? Mm, that's push. All right, and a thousand uh, people probably yeah, work there. Yeah. Um, has its own doctor. Hey, how did you discover that? <laughs> 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 Thanks for laughing, kiddo. <laughs> so I, I, got to, I got to work today and um, at the back of our truck where I commentate from, where, which you, so may, you may have seen, dear. I'm so sorry to laugh about this, but that's okay. it We'd was conveniently close today. Well, you were first pundit on hand. To be fair to you. Okay, would you like my description or yes, your description like first? Your description, your description. Well, this is the aftermath, and then I might have to give some detail onto what had happened before that. Well, my description was I was like pretending I was, you know, present professional worker and turning up to check the studio and everything was okay. And Diligent. I, di- diligent, doing my homework, and I, I walk down and I see randomly <laughs> they're crouched there on the ground and... Don't ask me how a perfectly stationary <laughs> mobile trolley loses a tray of heavy equipment <laughs> on Ned's back. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, that would have hurt. And then I noticed a pool of blood on the ground. And then I noticed lots of paper towel sponging up blood. And then I saw a cut in Ned's hand. So I saw everything in reverse chronicle order. It's like, yeah. Yeah, and then I sort of like looked at the situation. I'm like, oh, they were tending to Ned's cut hand, which I have no idea what happened. But yeah. obviously, judging by how much blood was on the ground and how many paper towels had been used to soak up blood, <laughs> <laughs> it was significant. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I <clears throat> cough and laugh at the same time. Yeah. But <laughs> thanks. How that random yeah. heavy tray fell on his back while he was being tended to for well, medical was reasons yeah. was really, really unfortunate. Well, I'm glad you left it till now to laugh um, because you you were very you were very good at the time because I, I I was almost at the point of laughing there, but I was frankly in so much pain. So shortly before that, minute a minute before that, literally a minute before that, I'd been sitting at our commentary desk trying to make notes and my right hand had been just at the side at the side of the desk and I'm mimicking that now you can't see it because it's a podcast it's an audio event um but I had uh, my hand at the side of the desk and out of the blue out of the blue from the roof of the back of the truck where we commentate a a a really quite hefty very sharp-edged aluminium girder broke free from one side and swung like the pendulum of a very heavy clock um bang onto my hand like that, made an almighty crack. And I thought my hand was broken. And I screamed instantly um, at, at one of the most profane languages in the English language that begins with F. Because the, you can't- Profane words. You can't, sorry, profane words. You cannot do anything other than that word just comes out of your mouth. Because it was one of the most painful things I've ever had. It's just, it, yeah. and so unexpected as well. And really, and I 
arch, jump up like that, look down, and my hand is already sort of pumping blood and blood's dripping out all over the place. Um, and then Mike and, and Alison Borney, who were in the truck at the time, um, they ushered me down the steps and were giving me water. And, I, and at this point, I'm, oh, I'm dizzy with the pain <laughs> and I'm shaking with the shock as well. And I, I kind of hunched down in front of this. This is where you start to see me. I hunched down in front of this kind of mobile shelving unit with all sorts of bits and pieces there. And without touching it, as you say, out of the blue, <laughs> this shelf just empties its entire content of technical kit onto my head <laughs> while I'm bleeding from the hand. And at that point, at that point, um, all one of, of the a guys, sudden, the pain in your hand was insignificant. At one point, everyone's wondering around what to do and whether or not they can laugh because it is obviously very funny as well, but I'm also in terrible pain. And then and then this doctor, or the doctor, or somebody knows where the yeah, doctor somebody, is. Do you need a doctor? Do you need like a doctor? I'm like, the telecoms get riggers a doctor or something like because, that. Because yeah, I was just some random well, guy there. Le medecin, le medecin. Yeah, yeah, medecin, doctor, doctor, yeah, 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 doctor, go, 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 go. So, and I'm like, text me off. We, yeah, and it's the next door truck. Now, bear in mind there are about uh, 70 trucks parked up. It just happened to be the I next door truck. I get lost every day. I know how many trucks And it had a big banner outside saying, medecin. Du Tour de France. Wow. I had no and, idea. And not, not in, in the first room in this, it's amazing truck I've discovered, yeah. like parked like, like proper, very proper well parked, room. like an inch away from yeah. the very studio of the raft that fell down. And I did mention <laughs> yeah. subtly that um, <clears throat> in workers' compensation claims, this could be very litigious. Yes. Just subtly putting in uh, a... <clears throat> yeah, the lawyers are having a good look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I hope... well. Hi, Carolyn. Hey, Carolyn. How you doing? <laughs> but anyway, I went to, so this bit you don't know. So I went into the, meet the doctor for the first time in my life. And I went, like, in my. I left you there with yeah, a that's right. big roll of paper towel in my hand, thinking you were going to. Thank you, you kind of like, Well, yeah, I'm sort of thinking there's going to be lots of souvenirs of drips of blood everywhere here. And people don't like blood dripped no. around everywhere. No. Sort of. Some people get sick from it. Yeah. <laughs> I was quite sick from it at that point um, because it was leaving my body quite fast. Um, but anyway, the doctor, and I introduced myself. I said, um, and I said, I said uh, you know, in French, because he, he only spoke French. I, I, je travaille sur le Tour de France depuis 20 ans. Et maintenant, je reconnais qu'il y a un médecin présent au, au Tour de France. Hein? I didn't realize for 20 years that there was a doctor. And he goes, oh, je, je fais, je, moi-même, je fais le Tour de France depuis 20 ans. And then he starts like cleaning the cart and then he explains to me it's going to need stitches, right? And then he starts putting like, you know those like, those um, when you have an operation on a particular part of your body, they put like a, a green cloth with a little cutout like square the way they can see the bit they're going to operate on on my hand and start swabbing it with iodine like that. Nice. And I'm going, oh, oh, like that. I've never had stitches like that in this kind of situation. And he gets out this massive injection. He says a little bit of local anesthetic, puts it in there, didn't, oh. didn't even touch the sides. <laughs> And then he starts asking me, because he's a big cycling fan, what I think of the stage and who's going to win. So I'm trying to talk to him in French about the prospects of Fabio Jakobsen and Michael Mercu. That's guy he's trying to distract you now. He's trying to distract me. Well, yeah. after but, uh, showing you the big syringe, yeah, he has to distract you. <laughs> anyway, I've survived. I've survived. It's swelling up nicely and it's a bit sore. But yeah, um, maybe put it up on the table. To rest. Hold it up. Rest, like rice, rest ice. Rest ice. Yeah. Uh, compression elevation. Yeah. One yeah. of those would be good elevation. But Pete, talking about pain and Cadell Evans... What happened to you this morning? In the in the forêt forêt dominial. Sorry, I was just comparing your okay. incident today to like Tyler Hamilton in the tour of a broken collarbone. It's pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, very similar. Got yeah. a long way to go. With yeah. That. yeah, yeah. Except I, d- I didn't okay. see you picking up trolleys <laughs> of overhead lockers above people's heads and lifting them down with a broken collarbone, or riding off the front and 
Yeah, putting guys, out, yeah. putting guys out of the time limit. Yeah. Uh, pain, yeah, suffering. Talk about this morning. Went from my first run since I checked on Shah the 13th of June Oof. for 22 pace for 6 6k. <sighs> for those of you who don't Fidel know, took me out. for those of you who don't know, explain how fast that is. That's fast, it's quite fast. Oh, for someone, yeah, for, for, I just haven't done any exercise for a month basically. But I, I don't know how other people who listen to the pod feel. Sometimes it's just nice to hurt, isn't it? Yeah. And you but hurt. I and I went over the level like there's so you've got two different types of runs. You've got like a an endorphin run where well no actually if you've got a run where you get headspace where you run yeah. at a leisurely pace and you enjoy it. You enjoy being on your own. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure, no stress, no pace. Then there's a run which you also do on your own which you chase endorphins and it's but it's all under your control. Today I went out with Cadell, he's quite fit. And it was a type of run where I just suffered. Well, no, the first K and half were right. And then after that, I was like, well, but hang on a second. <clears throat> what, what song did we listen to? We, we, we started with music. Oh, really? You, what? The pair of you? Did you sync up your... No, I, I had a bum bag. Oh, playing music. Right. Okay. So well, he had his iPhone with him. And so this, this, is where, this is where the run was, was already going wrong for me. Yeah. When we, You're we're, playing music we're with play- a bum bag. No, no. <laughs> no we're thinking yeah. performance. No, we're, no this, is, this is it. We're playing music for cadence oh okay so then i was like wow this is pretty serious like woke up 20 minutes ago yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the song and thank god justin bieber came on after it <laughs> <laughs> is it too late to say sorry <laughs> i was like well now be about the right time cadell <laughs> <laughs> and what was my following request for the music oh. yeah what did you what, what was your request well, no. Oh, wasn't Hell's Bells by ACDC, was no, it? No, 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 that's way too oh, slow. Okay, right. Um, it's from the... No, the Taylor Swift, me. It's 180 but beats per minute. Right. Over a minute, and if you're a musician, it's like 44488 or something like that. I don't know. I didn't... Yeah. I gave up music too soon to know. But then I'm just like... Then we go into single track, and it's a bit technical. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing stars. It wasn't like that at all. Hang on a second. Sorry, I just read... Fidel, we're trying to run. build it up for the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, I, I saw the aftermath, and I suggest it, for Pete, it was a bit like that. I didn't, I I didn't pre- let I it on. Great, I had this great conversation with Pete. I said, what was that? Like? And you just came out of the blue. You said, that was like following Cadell Evans up Alp d'Huez in the Tour de France. And <laughs> we're, I went, we're in the forest of the bastards. It wasn't oh, I like know, that at all. Hey, said, listen, I there's only one Pete, bastard in this one. <laughs> 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 well, if you give me the forest, I'll happily take it. It was. Cadell's not lying. We all ran around, Pop and David, we ran around the um, the forest of the bastards. La forêt dominiale les bastards on the outskirts of Paul. Named oh, after yeah. the, the manor house to the north of Po that there's now don't, no longer exists. But they planted a 300-year-old forest. Didn't impress you at the time when I gave you that stat. But no. it's a beautiful forest full of oak, old, tall, skinny oak trees, actually. That's what it is predominantly in the odd spruce. Um, anyway, the, 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 the family that lived in that manor house were the bastards. The bastards. The bastards. Yes. I, I, and, I, I, and I, I'm sorry I didn't believe it because I went and verified it myself on Google Maps. It's the bastard, the forest of the bastards. So those who are listening who don't believe it, yeah. I, I, ver- I didn't believe it either. I verified it myself. And I have to say, I'll, I'll give my word, whatever that means to anyone. Yeah. It's called, well... Yeah. Le forêt de la domaine de la bastard. So then after my torturous run, Cadellan went and completed 17 kilometers, pretty much. I mean, he could have done a half marathon. He just dropped you off back at the no hotel. Problem. Drops me off. And Dropped. on his way back out of the hotel, he passed me coming back. I'd done 11 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Me and David were 
chill. Well, I, well, David was chilling. I was sat there sweating. You looked unhappy. But yeah, you just a bit. I was just tortured. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but so, so I mean, so there was a lot of a sport. torture is a form of unhappiness. There was a lot of sport this morning, and then David was saving your pennies for. I saved it all up for after the stage. Yeah, yeah. I spent the whole day kind of dormant, kind of yeah, waiting absolutely. for it. I had two laydowns. Oh, yeah, there's a bit of lying down. Now, yeah. normally that's a see. This is what slightly worries me. Normally, the lying down under the truck at lunchtime thing mm. is a second week thing, stage mm. ten onwards. All three of us did it. Yeah, it's, today. it's worrying that it's kicked in on stage four. Mm. Uh, and not only that, it's worrying that you did uh, uh, alluded to before that you've gone for a laundrette run on stage four. That I can't understand. I know that was pretty. Random I just, yeah. I just, it feels now. <laughs> I don't like carrying around the, the dirty laundry because it kind of makes you feel infects the rest. I don't know, it makes it kind of, it makes you feel like you're on the road and you're out of control and you've lost control. Now I feel like I'm back in control. I've learned from David a lot. It's only temporary, isn't it? That's what I know. But it's, Over uh, the last yeah. five years of doing That's this true. job and one thing struck home today, just take matters into your own hands. Just do it. Because you, you sometimes yeah. on this job, you're waiting for yeah. certain stuff to happen. And it's like, just drive to the laundry, yeah. wash clothes. And I was like, oh, you're bloody right. Yeah. <laughs> just get it done, just isn't do it? Do it. Takes what, 40 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. sat there. So I'm learning like yeah. different things on this race than I was the last. I think we've years, raised our game on this race actually because we haven't got a driver this year. Oh, yeah. yeah, so we're kind of having to take things That's into our true, own hands. That's true, actually. Yeah, and actually, it's amazing how much more relaxed it is. Yeah, and, yeah. and isn't we've it? got we've got a very um, well designed hands free microphone unit yes, for the do. driver yeah. to contribute to uh, sort of recording when we do record in the car as well. So we're actually podcasting. We're podcasting and doing all this, so we've, yeah, we've upped the game. Very self And we've got a Tour de France winner. Tour de France winner. No, no, no I have to say, the driver this morning was, he took some pretty good lines. He yeah, knew what he was yeah. doing. And yeah, that was pretty yeah, He would yeah, have done yeah, a good yeah, lead out on the track yeah. this morning, whether it was in the um, yeah. Citroën rental yeah. or we've driving around that yeah, can't yeah. fit our bikes in. Yeah. Well, it fits Bromptons, <laughs> but not bikes. But mm. yeah. I was very discombobulated sitting in the back. Oh, oh yeah, that was. I can't thing. remember you ever sitting in the back. No, no I, I can't. That I don't think weird. I ever have. I don't no. like it. David Miller doesn't sit in back in the back. But you no. went there voluntarily. You just went straight there. It wasn't like I know. I don't know why. What's I did going that. on with you? That set the no. It wasn't you riding back. That yeah. was it. That's what that set was the, the butterfly effect. Yeah, that That's was the butterfly effect. You're right, P. David sitting in the back, and everything was wrong. Then it all just. So you and me were in the front. Yeah, never again. You were driving. You've never driven on the Tour de France before that, I don't think. Like, because I remember. But we got there really quickly. Yeah. yeah, but we got there with everything going wrong already, and then like minutes later, a bit of aluminium girder has nearly broken my hand. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not on the. I'm not on the. Salad dressing on your new caramel coloured shirt that you bought in Beeridge. How much did that cost, by the way? Um, well, way beyond my because uh, you've got a fifty euro budget uh, on you from the per insurance. day. Yeah, but like, what am I going to buy for fifty euros? I'm too well, not that. Um, thanks, thanks for that. But I bought this color especially hoping that you know, I'm knowing. Co- I, I actually genuinely really like that, and oh, I'd, I'd be interested in buying I, it off I, you because well, it's slightly second hand now. And you well, I actually bought two because I figured what's well, I'll have good, the second hand one because well, I think the we other do one's a price. blue. <laughs> like I reckon that might cost you one hundred and twenty. Am I right? No way. No, no, not that seventy. No. Yeah, I think it might have been. But I'm prepared to give you 25 or 30 for it. It's a commitment. My, my, um, my, my, my Stefania at home saw me on TV today and she was pretty impressed with it as well. So she wants you to hang on to it, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, like it was. I think that's too. a no, Ned. That's a no. I'm not buying Cadet Levin's shirt. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you'd no. <laughs> fit into it. Yeah, that's true. You are skinny as a skinny <laughs> I thing. I don't know if yeah. I'm skinny, but. Yeah, you're very skinny. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I've noticed on the run today, and it really amazed me, was uh, the route I took to get into the forest took me right past the race course. 
in Po. And the then horse I went over race the, course. The horse race course, the Hippodrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, the horse race course, which I think was beautiful, mannequin. And then I went over the, the motorway on a little footbridge. You didn't run over that, did you? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. You did. We, all, we all did to get I to think, the forest. So, okay, yeah, it was the only way to get to the forest. Oh, was it? Okay, fine. But on the left, if you carried on the road a bit there, there were some gallops. There was another kind of like horse circuit. I don't know what you call it. Well, it and would they have been were a, tr- a, trotter, a trotter's track, I think, by no, no. the noise they were making. The, a trotter's track. Or was, a training it was, track. It was, it, was, it was what's called gallops, I think. Oh, so well, it's if a training, they were galloping, they were track. training then. Yeah. yeah. So or I saw horse. there were some stables just there. And I saw, it was quite early in the morning, and I saw two Spanish-speaking jockeys um, in conversation. It's a beautiful morning on these beautiful racehorses, just walking the horses With, like, um, out onto money. the gallops. Yeah, out onto the gallops. And when I came back... Again, past the same point. I noticed that there were like probably a dozen racehorses on the gallops um, just being put through their paces. And I was the only person there apart from the horses and the jockeys. And I just stood at the rails for a little bit and just watched these th- these specimens come past. And I just blew my mind because it was so quiet. And you could look down the gallops and see sort of hundreds of meters away. You could see this little bit in the distance, these figures coming towards you on the horses. But you could hear them mm. so loudly, like the... <laughs> and the... You could hear the breathing. You know, and the, yeah, the horse's breathing is, in, and they were just warming down actually, like they'd done a big effort mm-hmm. and they were just trotting at this point, but clearly they'd just been put through their paces. And it was, I don't know what I think about horse racing because I don't know if it's cruel, but I thought it was a beautiful spectacle anyway. I really did. Mm. And, um, to yes. sit up close like that in that, to absolutely really, amazing. Yeah. You'd have to be ignorant to not to appreciate the beauty. Or insensitive, the, let's put it that way. Yeah. Mm. Insensitive. So, Cadell, your, your journey with, the, with your, your new family is. So you got another twenty four hours to run, really, in terms of. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm being ejected out of the brotherhood temporarily, but the, you know the 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 soul of the brother will the never go. Will remain. Will, re- remain, will follow me to the grave. I'm assuming, which mm. I'm hoping is like a long time, ago, forty yeah. or fifty years away or yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah I'm um, I have sort of got limited time which is probably why i've got a lot of enthusiasm because i'm yeah i feel like i'm at this tour not being a gc rider as i always am and like Matthew van der Poel, you're just going to step off yeah it's like you've, no, you've I, no i'm had feeling an instant impact no i'm feeling um, more like mario cipollini i'm going to come here win a few stages and i'm going to go home no chance i'm getting to paris <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna be sad to see the race go do you think like well i mean you know this side of it this weird well, bit of it i'm gonna be sorry to exit from the brotherhood yes hmm are you in Paris? Um, no plans yet, but you know, <clears throat> I'm I'm searching to um, cancel events that I had afterwards. Sorry to go refer always back, but the baggage loss has consequences. Um, oh, he loves not having bike, thing. not being able to ride, doing a 300 kilometer race a week after not riding for a month is not a good idea. Um, 300. I have no plans to be um, in Paris, but you know, I'm flexible. Doors open doors open like that yeah carolyn carolyn doors open hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
HelloFresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.